Hi, it's me, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right, the very same. And today I want to tell you about the Some Good Shows Patreon. This podcast is a part of a network called Some Good Shows. They have shows about video games. There is a show where they talk about the lore of fast food mascots. It's a fun time. And the reason that Nathan asked me, Sonic the Hedgehog, to come onto this recording is because on the Patreon, they have an episode of their exclusive podcast called Is This Anything? with all of the hosts of The Big Three, where we talk, not we, because I'm Sonic the Hedgehog, remember, where they talk about things such as their favorite smells, their favorite holidays, and their least favorite fast food. Nathan goes off on their local Burger King and it's very good. So if that is something that you want, that's going to be up on the Patreon very soon. And I think that you're going to love it because I'm Sonic the Hedgehog and I know about things that are great. Speaking of things that are great, here's a podcast called The Big Three. Maybe you've heard of it. Oh, and before I go, producer shout out for this episode of The Big Three goes to Andrew Cogswell. If you want to be a producer of any of these shows, you can head to Patreon and select that tier. Anyway, got to go quickly. Welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. <laughs> and I'm your host, Cam Koenig. Happy fucking birthday, Nathan Brandt! Hey. Yeah! Anime is my anti-drug. <laughs> and my drug? It's marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> and Prozac. <laughs> Oh Nate, God. your anti-drug is nothing. My anti-drug is drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it is Nate's birthday, though, everybody. Yeah. And as their special birthday treat, we're going to let them do the synopsis of all of these uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, will, we will allow them we will. to continue hosting this show. Can, how convenient. I did 71,000 words worth of <laughs> yep. recapping of this yeah. anime. Wow. It would have been really funny if for your birthday we're like, nah, fuck you. I'm doing the recap now. I'd be like, but I got paragraphs about art, I you don't guys. give a fuck, I would, Nathan. I would love to hear a recap between Cam and I, though. Nate, your birthday present is me taking away the only thing you love. <laughs> That's very on brand for Cam. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, today is my birthday, and I wanted to... Tips uh, Fedora, my birthday. <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> uh, and I wanted... I was like, we need to record this anyway, but I also don't mind because this is, like, the my the, my favorite thing that I do in my life anyway. So, like, let's fucking go. Dog. Like, we, we have fun doing our other shows on this network, but, like, the moment that Nate started putting together the big three, I felt like life was in their eyes for the first time <laughs> in their life. No, I need this, Cam. I'm doing this podcast <laughs> like, with or without you, god damn it. Fine. <laughs> and that is actually true. You would be doing this with or without me. I'd be doing this alone, not recorded on the floor of my apartment with my dog. We tried to take today off. We told Nate, like, no, it's your birthday. Let's let's record later. And they were like, no, I'm going to be there. Hashtag <laughs> crunch culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nate. 
Nate, you like anime, don't you, Squidward? Today, we are going to be going over episodes 68 through 70 of the episodes of the episodes. Uh, Can I just say, is this is like one of the first times where two days before I didn't confirm, so these episode numbers, right? Like, <laughs> we didn't have that conversation in the yeah. Twitter, like, message that we have going. And so the whole time that I was watching these, I'm like, what if I fucked up? <laughs> like, I know that this is where we left off. Like, I know this is right. But in my head, I was like, I fucked up. This isn't right. <laughs> my my problem, which I was very vocal about in our group chat just before we recorded today. Um, Nathan Brand, I fucking hate you. Mm. Ending me on a cliffhanger. Mm. I want to keep watching, but yeah. I'm holding off for the sake of this show. I just yeah. want you to know that me, a straight white man, is suffering on the internet and everybody <laughs> needs to know. Ooh. Cam's the new Bo Burnham. He's a white guy and he's sad. <laughs> See, but after recording this podcast, the next three episodes are watchable now. Right. And so, I mean, if you want to be fresh from, you can just watch them again before. But Bold you can, of you, you can, to assume I don't watch these the morning of. <laughs> same, same. Theoretically, though, you could theoretically just watch the next three over and over and over again. Oh, you're right. I could, mm. and that's what I do. I don't want to turn it. I don't want to turn into Nate, though. See, like, yeah, I have, I have, like, where I'm currently at in official releases is coming out. The dubs are two episodes behind that, and I'm watching the rest of season four to prep my brain for the notes to know what I'm calling back to. And I'm watching it for the show. So, like, I've got all of those different timelines. So if anybody's going to fuck up, it's going to be me. And your manga current. <laughs> but I don't even like Destiny that much. Like, <laughs> Well, see, see, I'm not I, I'm doing it while I work, too. So it's okay, not like well, I'm like fair. sitting yeah. down and doing nothing else but looking at Deku and saying, yeah. Deku. <laughs> yeah, I can't sit there and run Nightfalls at work because then I would probably get fired. I would. Don't believe I wouldn't. But. Speaking oh. of a destiny raid, that's what the, the I've decided the name of this episode of the podcast is going to yeah. be destiny raid because right, what are our call outs? Um, um, I'm Red Riot. OK, do we go? Uh, <laughs> are we doing Mars Venus? Are we doing left right? Are we doing past future? We got to pick right now because people will be mad. This is fun uh, to like 10 people. So <laughs> Hi, Glenn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Episode 68. Yeah, nice. Nice. Let's go. Gutsy Red Riot. Um, Let's go. Are you ready for our first and only, I think, Deku-less episode? He's not even mentioned, dog. <laughs> yeah, you're right. After I finished watching this episode and, like, the post-credits thing with Deku started playing, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, this show's about Deku. Oh, yeah, this one's about the green guy, oh, not the yeah, red guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I guess we have to go back to him. Fuck. What if, though, what if they just decided to pivot to Kirishima yeah. and just made that, like, just, like... Deku was still in the show, mm -hmm. but they just didn't focus just on him. Just do at like all. a uh, like a Joey style spinoff of Friends, yeah. but for but for uh, fucking Kirishima. Exactly. Yeah, that'll be real successful. A Joey style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the notorious, very successful spinoff. Draw zero yeah. attention to it and just mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Is Sue Phoebe? Anyway, mm. um. <laughs> I Sue Sue's a Monica. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's yeah. a little controlly. Yeah, Ida is rots. Oh, oh my no. one million percent! Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, oh, no. Buck go as Chandler. Uh, welcome to Friends, my friends, Academia. So we start out with an unnecessarily very, very well animated fight scene between two big villains. 
Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That, yeah, that was Y'all like got money. Let's go. I know. Yeah. It was like the it was like the Digimon movie, dude. Yeah. I was wondering because I was watching it too. I'm like, why does this look so good? Why does it look like this is a mo- like from one of the movies? Yeah, yeah. It was weird. I, I was going to look up like if they had like a guest animation from somebody famous or something. And they that's probably what it is. And they were like, oh, I'll take these these five shots and like fucking just totally knock it out of the park look fucking with, this, great. with yeah. this screaming shark guy and this dude with jeans. Yeah, <laughs> shit was crisper than my future. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the cops request backup uh, from heroes. Um, but there's already some on the scene. It's Nejere Hato from the big three. Her hero name is Nejere Chan which I love. That's great. Because yeah. her whole thing is just being friends with everybody yeah. and knowing as much about everything as she can. Really good. She knocks down the villains with a 30% charge, whatever that means. So whatever she, like her actual quirk is, I know what it is, but they haven't like revealed it yet. Um, like 30% of that is enough to take out two huge fucking dudes. So that's like crazy. Um, and we see Ur Rocket and Sue perform a combo super move called Meteor Fafratsky's. Which is Fafrotsky's is the phenomenon where animals fall from the sky, like like oh wow that oh. where like where like frogs will like fall yeah. from the sky because they got swept up by like a storm or whatever. Okay, that rules. That's so funny. Yeah. So that is a combo move from them is like so funny and like weirdly morbid. Too. I'm picturing them just planning that. Froppy's just like, all right, so I got this idea, right? What you know? What you know about frogs? A, bu- a bunch of my cousins died this way. I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like I, I i remember like this is like the millionth time i've watched this episode and i was like i need to look up what the fuck fafrotsky's is because that's that's crazy dude um but yeah fafrotsky's deli um, i know i know it's like hey it's johnny fafrotsky uh, silly name serious sandwich <laughs> so we get hero shots for Aravity and froppy showing us that they're real heroes now and i love that like the the text that comes up mm, and it's like official yeah. they defeat the villains and are praised by ryukyu the number nine hero and uh, the one that they're interning with uh, ryukyu is also involved in the fashion industry and it has like a fashion line called like drag noir or whatever so she's like her fit sick as fuck too <laughs> like she's goddamn that shit yeah. rules like the fucking like the dragon claw thing covering half of her face really into that yeah that's fucking yeah. sick dude and, and ryukyu is like an island off the coast like in between china and japan if i'm not mistaken okay. and so like her vibe being like halfway in between chinese yeah, and japanese is like yeah. very cool uh, but she's also like she's a big celebrity, but she's also a big deal hero. So it so so much so that Night Eye has invited her uh, agency to the big team up to go after Overhaul. Sue and Uraraka get their approval, uh, get her approval to join uh, her and Hato for the raid. And it's a fucking it's a big job that might lead to the league, she says. And she's right, because this is a television show and they say <laughs> things that matter. Whenever somebody's like, this might happen, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know. I've seen the TV show before. I know how scripting works. Cut to uh, Shigaraki meeting with Overhaul in the Shiei Hasaikai lair. And I should have said this last time, but Shiei Hasaikai means the precepts of death or the rules slash laws of death. Fucking cool. (laughs) Wow. And they they, they want the fucking League of Villains name? I know. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Fuck, man. The fucking logo is a, is a is a revolver with eight bullets, but That's they want so good. <laughs> but they want to be like the Vanguard Action Squad of the League of Villains or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, no. Fuck fuck out of here. <laughs> um speaking of things that are called stupid things, Shigaraki comes in, he's like, "I'm not an ant." <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, which is like it's uh, that del that line delivery is just is is just super weird. In Japanese, he's like, "You made me feel like an ant crawling underground like this," and he's like, "I'm not an ant, you know." <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're in an underground, like hidden part of the stronghold to mask where their location is and make sure that if Shigaraki pulls a fucking whoopsie, he doesn't know how to fucking get out. Um, Shigaraki and Overhaul are gonna have another game of chicken about who's the coolest person that has a raspy voice and uh, Shigaraki thinks that since Overhaul needs him he's in control and Overhaul thinks that he's the one in control because the league is like just a queer friend group <laughs> 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 Shigaraki is willing to lend the league's name and notoriety but he wants to know what the big plan is he reaches into his jacket is immediately held at gunpoint by a guy named Mimic in chronostasis um, Overhaul's lackeys Mimic is so fucking good in the dub and the sub. He he fucking rules. Yeah. In the dub, like, he has, like, a higher voice, and as he gets, like, intense, he just starts going like this, which is pretty good. But in the, uh, in Japanese, like, after every sentence, he just goes, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> which I, I kind of has that vibe in English, Same. too. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I just love that, like, in the English, like, he's a, he's a mimic, and he can, like, transform himself into stuff and so his voice also changes i'm like that's cool also with like uh with uh overhaul's minions there like this was kind of the first time like in the show that i really felt like the villains were super threatening and like super on top of their game like they've been threatening up to this point but like almost at like a caricature level like mm -hmm. they're they're yeah. like so exaggerated in a way like fucking like compress is obviously a villain but compress is also my boy like <laughs> there's just like something fun about all of the other ones but uh overhauls people are just like hey we're gonna shoot you in the fucking head if you mm -hmm. do not stop right now and i'm like okay yeah and i also like that shigaraki is calm in the face of this he's like okay chill in yeah. fact you owe us like more for killing mag and getting compress's arm blown off he's like i yeah. killed one of your dudes but Mag's life was worth a lot more than that guy's. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Shigaraki doesn't refer to this as a game anymore. This is just him starting to have a place as, like, the leader of this found family, mm -hmm. which is, like, really cool. He's not like, mm, you killed my my RPG magic <laughs> user or whatever, you know, like. Your pawn took my rook. Exactly. My, my DPS cooldown. Um <laughs> He continues and he's like, I know that this plan has something to do with these syringe bullets. Cut to the big city. Uh, Kirishima and Tamaki of the big three are on patrol with Fat Gum, the best man to have ever lived. He's so great. I love him. He's so I, good. I have a big pillow of him uh, because, he's, because he's very good. Does the pillow give good hugs? Because I suspect yes. Fat Gum <laughs> yes. would give the best hugs. Of every single person in this entire universe so far, best hugs hands mm. fucking down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, worst hugs Kirishima in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, every other episode, Mineta. Um, the, yeah, mm. the the weird hug squad is like Tamaki's got his like octopus arms and shit. So like, well, I don't know what that's. Like, I'm not gonna yuck any yum. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so there's some people who might like being embraced by tentacles. That's a different kind of anime, Jessica. And there are some people who like watching people be embraced by tentacles. <laughs> So Fat Gum uh, requested Kirishima because he needs more close quarters combat dudes since local thugs are like acting up lately. Kirishima basically begged Tamaki to help him out since fourth kind, the dude with four arms that him and Tetsu Tetsu uh, interned with, he's not taking any interns and he doesn't want to fall behind. 
Fat Gum is like, yeah, if Tamaki could just do something about his shyness, maybe he'd be a great hero. Um, and he's like, oh, your pressure is, t is too much for me. <laughs> he's basically like a shy Tokoyami, which I really enjoy. I love him. <laughs> good. He's so great. Good. He's very he's good. so great. And his name is just like chef's kiss perfect oh, for yeah. like who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, he envies Mirio's spirit and optimism and wants to be like him. And Kirishima relates to this since he feels like he's super falling behind the other students. And like all throughout the show, there's been little moments where Kirishima has commented on his quirk not being anything great or he envies this person's quirk or like, oh, Bakugo, you're good at, you know, fighting or whatever. Um, so our hardening boy is actually a soft boy. Aww. Hmm. Um, Aww. <laughs> just then a group of criminals are being chased off uh, someone's turf. So it's time for some ska music. Uh, fat, gum, yeah. <laughs> fat Gum grabs them and makes them sink into his fat. But one of them escapes. Fat Gum is like. Oh, you got a quirk like Ed shot the, the like the paper guy who was like pizza mm -hmm. time. Pizza time. I love that Fat Gum helps like kind of fill in the gap between like the top heroes and the normal like like students because it like fleshes out the world more. He just mm -hmm. he's yeah. just like a, he's like a jobber. He's just like a guy yeah. that works in the world. I loved the bit of him just like walking through that like city area and somebody was just like, yo, yo, Fat Gum, come come eat at my place. He's like, I'll be there tomorrow. Don't worry. And like <laughs> he's also the type of dude that absolutely will follow up on that and probably went there the next day. Yeah. But like it's cool that like people love him and are just like hey man like you gotta eat what's up like <laughs> yeah no i i really like fat gum as like a character that is not made fun of even one percent for being yeah. fat is like that's great mm -hmm. that's just his thing and he's just like hell yeah let's go like whatever yeah i fucking love him yeah I also dig his English dialogue because since English doesn't have that uh, Kansai accent uh, that he has mm -hmm. in the Japanese, his thing is like food puns, like genus and his thread puns. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, fucking fat gums like, I bet dollars to donuts, blah, 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 or this is a supersized yeah. problem. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Tamaki stops the wispy dude with tentacles and a clam hand because Tamaki's quirk is manifest. <laughs> Whatever he eats, he can manipulate his body to become. And that's so fucking cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I have a question. Um, yes. Am I permitted yeah. to ask a question? Cummies don't uh, work. Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was it. You nailed it in one. <laughs> does it have to be? Does it have to be something that is organic? Or no? Well, no. Okay, organic. Well, does it have to be something that's an animal? No, mm. it doesn't. Okay. Okay. Okay, oh. okay. Great. Okay, um, and maybe like I've seen this, but like I was watching that episode and I was like, I can't remember if he does or not. Yeah, he's done okay. shit with like soybeans and he's done shit with like pineapples and shit. So, okay, that cool. rules. I'm into that. <laughs> he's great. He's great. I love him. This whole like trio has such a good energy. I love it so much. Yeah, it's all about um, power generated from like their physical body and like mm. the, the form of their body, which is like such a, like you look at the three of them and you're like, okay, emo, uh, no shirt, hoodie as your outfit. Great. Like that's, that's yeah. nothing. But yeah. then you're like, oh, like fat gum eats stuff and is powerful. Fucking um, Tamaki eats stuff and is powerful. And Kirishima like changes his body to become powerful. Like that's good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Tamaki's like, oh, I didn't do well enough, and I I used my fried chicken for nothing. And Kirishima, <laughs> Kirishima's like, fuck, I just literally just watched that happen. What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, and Fat Gum is like, Tamaki's pretty much been as good as a pro for a long time, but he needs to work on his mood. 
Um, he also tells us that his name is Sun Eater, and that's metal yeah. as fuck. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> fuck. God, that's such a cool fucking name. Yeah, yeah. So tons of people in the crowd cheer for Sun Eater, all but one person, the brother of the wispy criminal that Sun Eater just took down. Much like Kirishima, he feels like he needs to help out, but he's too weak. He wants to be important, so he improvises with a new way. Gun. Um, <laughs> Quirk. Quirk. Gun. Gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh Jesus Christ. So this is the same bullet as the one that shot Compress and took his quirk. So uh, we hear Overhaul uh, talk about how uh, All for One used the theft of quirks to rule Japan, and now he's going to tweak that method and combine it with his vast network all over Japan and uh, uh, Overhaul things. Um, the use of flashbacks in this episode is fucking great. Mm -hmm. And it's not like oh, hey, did you remember this? It's like matching action, like, cuts, totally, which is good. Yeah. And it, it, they're also not too long, no. which I like. Like, this episode, like, if it were another anime, I feel like it would have turned into, like, we, we make a lot of fun of fucking how Dragon Ball's pacing is, but, like, it would have felt like a Dragon Ball Z thing where the flashback is an episode mm -hmm. and the action isn't resolved for, like, three more episodes. Mm -hmm. So Kirishima then gets shot in the head as he protects Sun Eater, um, but it bounces off his hardening. Sun Eater is like... I thought getting shot would hurt a lot more than this. <laughs> and he tries to capture the villain with tentacles, but they won't manifest, which is the grossest looking thing of just like yeah. one centimeter mm. of tentacles. <laughs> like, ew, oh, dude. Yeah. So he had his quirk stomp, just like a uh, compress. Um, Kirishima follows the villain into an alleyway with a few people in it. He calls the guy unmanly for using a gun. We stand an anti-gun king. Yeah, we do. We do. He also says that uh, this guy sucks for running away when his motivation was to save his brother. He corners the villain uh, and hits him with red counter after the villain fails to, uh, to hurt Kirishima with some like Batman gauntlet arm blades. Every single action shot of Kirishima in this episode looks like a poster you would see in some kid's like dorm room. And I'm super here for it, <laughs> especially True. the one that's coming up in a little bit. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> oh. So Kirishima scolds him again for being a coward as, as box cutter boy uh, cries about his quirk not being great. He can make 10 inch blades. That's it. And so, like I said, he feels like he needs to help out, but he's too weak. He wants to be important. So he improvises a new way. Drug. Quirk. Drug. Yeah. <laughs> he injects his neck with something that makes his quirk go wild. His blades are fucking crazy long now. Need me a freak like that. Why did I write that? <laughs> what did you write that? I was going to say, it's okay. I almost made a 10 inches and in being sad about it joke. Sure. Yeah. I, not the first man to be upset over uh, inches, but maybe the first to 10. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's pretty substantial, yeah. sir. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but you're doing all right there, buddy. Uh... Ron Jeremy, quirk pee pee. <laughs> it's the motion in the ocean anyway. Okay. Uh, Blade size doesn't matter. Um, but I I love the like the parallel here between the sword guy and the shield guy. Like the villain has a bunch yeah. of crooked square teeth, and Kirishima's are like even triangles. Like mm. that's, that's fucking good shit. the like man the bit where like the blades are coming out of this dude's eyes Ooh. i'm like oh god my next line oh. is eye blade eye blade make me uncomfy <laughs> oh jesus christ it's like okay so back when fucking moonfish was doing his thing at, his at the camp thing. yeah yeah like that shit made me so uncomfortable and then this comes back and you're just like i remember how uncomfortable i was then yeah. and it is amplified now because that turns is coming out, out of your eyeball. Turns out <laughs> eyes worse than teeth. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 
both pretty bad. You know what also, though, is kind of a lot is like whenever Kirishima's hardening and his eyes harden. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, like I get that that <laughs> needs to happen, right? Because it would be a huge vulnerability if like everything was was hard, but like his eyes weren't. And he'd, he'd have goggles if he couldn't do that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was dope as fuck and yeah. i should have like completely thought it was super gross and felt uncomfortable but i'm like yeah! and it squeezes his eyes into different shapes too yeah, yeah. oh but i just thought about like my eyes hardening i was like i hate no, that yeah, i never want to think yeah. about that yeah mm -hmm. that motherfucker needs to hang out with i saw one to be like hey you got some of them fucking drops buddy <laughs> like got some drops <laughs> Back, back with Fat Gum and Sunny to the cops. Say these dudes were involved in a drug ring, and they were been they've been seeking them out for a while. Um, back in the alley, box cutter is about to cut Kirishima up. Um, Kirishima can only think about how he needs to stop him in this alley and doesn't want him on a main road with all of his fucking blades going crazy. He heard about a quirk boosting drug on the news. This is called Trigger. This is the drug that the uh, squid villains were smuggling in the Sue episode with Selkie and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. So tri Trigger is like a drug in the world of my hero it's like extremely front and center in vigilantes mm. and yeah uh it is uh one of the main plot points of the movie that's coming out uh soon oh shit cool apparently like one of the villains like sets off bombs of trigger in a city um to make cool. people go crazy so fucking cool <laughs> like it's, it's bad obviously that's a cool fucking name for a drug yeah like <laughs> man that like has like big devil may cry energy <laughs> yeah devil trigger you yeah. know yeah so is it is it like if you take it is it called like pulling the trigger <laughs> yeah i know yeah Ooh. i bet people say that yeah. like i would put money on because it does it does make you high too like it makes you like strong but you're also like woo when you have yeah, that, oh, yeah, that was that blazed was, out of his fucking <laughs> mind that man was not sober <laughs> box cutter starts going after kirishima and actually cuts through his hardening and he's like high as fuck and says he's gonna save his bros like uh he's like i'm gonna save my bros like you told me and kirishima's like i didn't i didn't mean that though <laughs> i didn't know no please please don't sir he's, uh, like, he's like me and my bros are gonna take down hero society since the structure is crumbling oh damn we he listens to our show um, hey, friend of the podcast, shout out. Uh, box cutter, friend of the show. I box cutter's not his name, but it that's what it I'm is now. Him. Yeah, I think the fucking like they just assign like a number and a letter to like every henchman oh, in the subtitles. Yeah, it was like henchman 68D or something like that. I, yeah, yeah, like the one later on that is like taking care of Aerie is 69A. A nice, nice. <laughs> a shout out, friend um, of the show. Uh, Hiroshima thinks back to All Might telling him to be a bulldozer rather than going for small tricks. And we see him uh, talking uh, with the bros in the dorms. Like, Hiroshima is like lamenting this. He's like, I like, I can only be a shield. I, I can't do much. And like, Bakugo gives like a super strong example of his growth and's like, then you say you'd be a horse that would never waver in the sports festival. Yeah. Um, when Hiroshima like, said like team up with me i'll be the horse that'll never fail you and he and he's like don't you remember all might and camino like just standing up means you're strong as hell like implying that you've already shown that your spirit is your best attribute not your quirk and that's what he obsesses being not as good as everyone else fucking so cool dude <laughs> also shout out like his long hair looks great honestly it's so good. 
his, yeah, his like, like I get the spiky hair is part of the costume and the vibe he's going for, but also like if your hair, his hair looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. styles he styles his hair, and we'll we'll learn why later too. So Kirishima felt like he needed to help out, but he was too weak, so he wanted to be important, so he improvised a new way. But not gun or drug. This is Red Riot Unbreakable Motherfucker. That's fucking it's good. So good. Red Riot Unbreakable. Oh my god. I literally have chills with just us talking about it. Yeah, oh my with, fucking with his, god. Like, anytime there's like a shining eye for no reason that has like a trail, I'm in. Shit is about to happen. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. When he's fucking like in Japanese, he's like hard hardening and like doing the like grip with his hands. He's like moto, yeah. moto. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And the animation on it. Holy shit. <sighs> yeah. And the fucking music dude. Um it's it's That's my son. I love him. Do you think he has to use like hella lotion after though? Yeah. Yeah. Well you see him afterwards, he's like all scuffed. He's like he's fucking he's fucking mad ashy after that. Yeah. He's just got some super, super dry elbows. Me after just a really fucking bad eczema flare up. That's just him right then. Yeah. Kirishima's just superhero eczema. Oh my god. Um (laughs) (laughs) his whole body is creaking. And he can only hold this for about 30 yeah. seconds, but that's all that he needs. He tells Box Cutter, like, hey, focus on me. Look at me. And boy, does he. He lets loose just like a torrent of blades at him because when he first goes fucking unbreakable, he snaps his sword. And in Japanese, at least, the the bat, Box Cutter's like, ow! <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, wait, do you feel those? <laughs> but like, he's like, there's people behind me and in the buildings too. I'll make him focus on me so that no one else is hurt. I'm a man of hardening. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> God, like, I fucking love Kirishima so much. I know. I, I made a joke at the beginning of this before we were recording where I was like, Cam, like two episodes ago, you didn't even know like for sure that Kirishima's name was Kirishima. And now you're like, he's my son. And I'm like, I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I will never forget him. And that that is it. That is that happened to everybody. That happened to everybody that watched this episode. Like, you know, Red Riot now. Something I love about Kirishima, too, is I feel like he's set up to where he could easily be the, the like, just like a bulldozer, right? Like, what he's trying to be here is, like, somebody who, like, isn't super conscious of his surroundings and is just, like, mass destruction because, like, that's his whole thing is, like, raw power. But the whole time that he's doing this and, like, unbreakable and all this stuff, like, he is doing it for the people around him. He's very conscious of, like, he can't get to the main street. I can't let him hit any of these buildings. I need the people behind me to fucking go and stop watching me right now. Um, He's the chivalrous hero. Yeah, he's he's like very he's very heroic and he's very aware of like that he is a protector and not just a fighter. Yeah, and like Nate, uh I'm I'm just watching that fucking gif of him just going just fucking full on batshit sicko mode. Mm-hmm. Um and like it, 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 like completely out of context, like you would just kind of assume he's a villain. Yep. Like he looks mm-hmm. fucking terrifying. Yep. Like uh it's just really cool Oh man, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Fuck man. It's so good. <laughs> the show's good. <laughs> I was popping the fuck off when this happened. That's why season four is my favorite. And I'll explain oh, like man. I'll, I'll explain like once we're done with season four, like what people have said about season four that they don't like that I will fight them about. 
Yeah, um, our bonus episode is just going to be being mad at anime Twitter. <laughs> we should, yeah, we need a bonus episode, and it's just, it's just going to be called "What You're Wrong About." It's just like <laughs> the big three. Hey, colon, fuck you. Uraraka is good. Bakugo is good. We yep. should also ship yep. them together. <laughs> Maybe that's I'm, a you thing, but sure. I know. No, I'm fully on that train now. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, fully on that train now. One trillion percent. Impressing everyone that looks on. He knocks him the fuck out as his time runs out and that dude ain't gonna be in rush hour three <laughs> the reason for kirishima's time limit is that this sort of hardening all over affects his internal organs mm. um, oh. so oh. when i made the eye comment i was about to say because like because eyes are susceptible and i was like i bet his internal i almost said i bet his organs harden too because like it's it's a way to make it's okay. So it's like when Mirio, right, like went for the eyes mm-hmm. in that earlier episode mm-hmm. because it's one of those things that it's like that's a very susceptible place. Like without even meaning to, you will always try to protect that thing. Mm-hmm. And like your organs, same way. So it's like I bet you his organs harden. And here we go. We have the <laughs> we have the Nate scoop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And like that's that's kind of why it it's uh he has that time limit, right? Is because mm-hmm. like hey. I can't breathe <laughs> if I do this for very long. Yeah. Um, These pointy lungs. Hey, I will go into cardiac arrest. Uh. <laughs> Box cutter is now blubbering. Uh, he's a blubbering mess again, but he tries to escape uh, only to be met by fat gum who takes him like completely into his body as the blades can't even get out, which is like, whoa. Yeah. He gives a, a lesson to Kirishima here that villains win by escaping, killing you or beating you up so badly that you can't recover. And the only way that a hero wins is by making the opponent give up the will to fight as soon as possible, which is like, whoa, (laughs) like that's like very, that's very astute. That's one of those things that it's completely 100% true and should be obvious, but you just don't really think about it that Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. People are like, why didn't Snipe kill Shigaraki? It's like, okay, well, first of all, they didn't know that Shigaraki was going to be the antagonist of the anime yeah. that they're in. Also, even if it was, like, they even put fucking All for One in prison. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They yeah. weren't going to kill him. Yeah. That's not how this shit's done. Yeah. So Fat Gum is the BMI hero. His quirk is fat absorption. He can basically not be harmed by anything that touches his fat. In English, uh, President Mike says, he's kind of a big deal. But in Japanese, President Mike says, Totoro, which is great because he because he is Totoro. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's so, so good. Oh, that's so good. It's like he doesn't even say that he's like Totoro. He just like talks about him, and as that ska song is like finishing up, he goes Totoro. Good. That's so cute. Oh fuck yeah. Um, it, another one of those examples of how like the Japanese version has like all these like little pop culture references that the yeah. English version is like. Uh, let's not get a fucking DMCA takedown from, from, <laughs> from fucking Hayao Miyazaki. So the crowd loves Kirishima. He had a great debut, but he can't help thinking about a time where he couldn't save someone. He has like a little flashback and he wonders if he's hardened since then, um, but he starts to shake it off. And I'm sure this will never come up again. Mm. Hi, welcome yeah. to being a main character, Red Riot. You did it, bud. Here's your complimentary Congrats. mug. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So Fat and the gang talk over the drug situation. Fat says that he has experience with drug smugglers and also mentioned how uh, Kirishima's debut went a lot better than his debut. Both of these moments are seen in Vigilantes. Oh, that's cool. Like he mentioned a little bit during this conversation about how like 
that stuff is illegal in Japan, but I feel like he kind of alluded to it just being the fucking Wild West in America. Like, it is, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Ooh. All right. He says in Japanese that, like, yeah, they use this in the States, and it lasts for about two hours, and it was used, like, as an accessibility thing to help people with weak quirks or something like that. And but it's but it's a it's like Adderall basically like mm. it's you, <laughs> like like people like Cam and myself and maybe a couple of people listening to this need Adderall to work <laughs> uh, function honestly I will yeah I will just lay on my couch like a piece of shit if I don't have something yeah 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 um, but some fucking people just do it to get their homework done and shit and like that sucks <laughs> yeah sure does so we do see deku in the post credits here all the kids talk about their internships that sue froppy and red rider on and they're all getting good press and it's just like oh wow like the cute heroes like took down these big things and like red riot's courageous debut and i'm like yay <laughs> deku's over there just sitting there just being like existence is meaningless life is pain mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, my favorite is when someone calls him chicken foot after all of this <laughs> yeah. is done and he just shuts down he's like so yeah. humiliated yeah he's like he's like where did this drug come from and the guy's like like i tell you chicken foot it's like boiling <laughs> and he's like against the wall <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> imagine how like awful it would be though if you because like okay so i don't even think that his quirk is all that embarrassing but like obviously he's kind of like mm, it's not the coolest and like mm -hmm. i get that but imagine if you did have just like a truly embarrassing quirk and like yeah. it was useful enough to be a hero but like also pretty fucking embarrassing yeah there's a guy whose quirk is called shame and it and is uh, the the more embarrassed he is the stronger oh. he gets so if he oh, if cool. he had that he'd be good but yeah i just um, love how anytime he ever gets any sort of like fucking like he hits any sort of resistance on anything from anybody he's just like okay i'm going Same. home <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean Same. mood but yeah. yeah it's just man i feel for him like i i like the pairing of the three of them together like all three of them like kirishima doesn't have like as much of the mastery of his quirk as the other two do but like Kirishima has the personality that I think is very good for Sun Eater. Him and Fat Gum have the personality that I think is going to be so good for them, especially considering how much this dude fucking idolizes Mirio for that mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yep. I nailed it. I did a podcast, everybody. <laughs> and, and going off of that, something that I really liked is um, whenever he uses his tentacles on one of one of the like little thugs or whatever like one of them makes a comment about how it's gross and he's mm -hmm. like and he gets really upset about it and kirishima's like dude he's like a fucking villain like, yeah. like blow it off like this guy's an asshole why are you listening to him and so I, <laughs> he's like oh i'm sorry sir yeah that being said whenever he did use those tentacles he beat the fuck out of that yeah. dude like i watched that i'm like oh god <laughs> He beat the shit out of him. Tamaki Yamajiki rules. <laughs> I really enjoyed, though, that, like, even though Kirishima is obviously, like, the new guy in the mix, like, yeah. he immediately had something valuable to give to Sun Eater, who's, yeah. you know, a guy who's two years older than him, who's been doing this quite a bit, who's been at this, you know, work study, but, like, still Kirishima brought something to the table. Yeah, and Fat, Fat says that he's as good as a pro, but he's just yeah. shy. Totally, yeah. yeah. Episode 69, I can't really think of a joke for that one. Uh, an unpleasant talk. Okay, oh, yeah. go what's, for it. What's your joke, Jess? You know why it's episode 69? Why is that? unpleasant talk. Because everybody's about to get fucked. Damn, <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> 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 
Jesus Christ. So all the internships, uh, all, all the internship kids leave at the same time and end up traveling to the same place. They're like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. Oh, wow, what a coincidence. That was really like, funny. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's like also like a little unnerving, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's unnerving. But I was I was watching this with Andrew. He's like, you think that over the course of this 45 minutes, one of them would be like, so where are you going? So like, what's 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 yeah, what's so going what's on, on? What's on the docket Like it has today? it has the same vibe. Like that is the same kind of like anxiety that you get when you're filling out like a fucking scantron in school, and the last five <laughs> answers have been C, and you're like, uh oh. Mm. <laughs> See, for me, I equate it to being in Chicago and like seeing somebody you know on the train, and then you just kind of give them like a nod, and like that's it. <laughs> and then like mm -hmm. if you end up transferring to the blue line from the red line you're also like oh hey and then that's it you know <laughs> and then but, they show up at your office these kids l literally live with each other so they probably should have talked a little bit more yeah that. yeah <laughs> so uh the places where night eye is about to lay down the plan for the raid basically every pro that we know is here including aizawa yeah contest mode enabled yeah, um we uh it's a race for a uh, race for world first um you know we're uh, we're, we're trying to be atheon times conflict i'm done with destiny jokes now continue thank you <laughs> bubble girl gives a readout of the situation to everyone and i actually like that she does it more energetically like night i told her to yeah earlier like and gave her like the fucking tickle thing like that wasn't cool but i do enjoy that she's like when she gives the same report to the group of heroes she's like so everyone and it's like oh um, hell yeah cool bubble girl my dms are open <laughs> so. the timeline of events is given by centipeter who is terrible and i love him oh god yeah uh. <laughs> What about a centipede butler? What? I'm so the fuck you say? <laughs> I love their voice though. It's a yeah. good voice. I was about to say the same thing. The same in Japanese, or just like, here's what's going on. It's so <laughs> it's so good, but also, uh, if I saw a person that was basically a centipede, I would leave. Like no, See, absolutely not. But they're they're the they're the sidekick for Night Eye. Yeah, which is cool. Good for yeah. them. But uh. can you imagine how like online and app dating is in the world of oh, my hero? Oh God! It's like mm, a literal catfish. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Jess Howard, quirk catfish. <laughs> she can make herself look like any photo of anyone she wants for Ooh. five minutes. That's actually like kind of a good quirk, though. Yeah, that is actually. <laughs> I'm just like trying to figure out how an app like that would work. Like, cause you would have to like, not everybody's even got hands in this world. <laughs> right. And like, that's like, there are like different dating apps have different like fields where you can be like, this is my preference. And like, how would you even begin to group literally infinite possibilities of quirks into something algorithm friendly? I'm looking for somebody who is Catholic, who is moderate and also is a car. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you have Endeavor on the app, and it's, I am uh, looking for someone who can provide me the perfect offspring. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got that cold pussy. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. So here's the timeline of events from Centipeter. So there was the Reservoir Dogs incident um, where the needle nose guy stole the big cash register thing. Uh, this led to investigating the Yakuza because they saw that Overhaul was there. Um, then that led to them finding out that they were dealing with other organizations and other illegal biz, the Yakuza were. Then uh, Overhaul was seen with twice from the League, and then uh, the police in Torino got involved because of that. And then the drugs were found, Fat Gum was brought in because of all that. So it's like, uh, I, I love that twice putting on his mask in that episode served 
so fucking much narrative purpose of showing yeah. his backstory to us, his fear of splitting, as well as being the reason that Overhaul was recognized as meeting with the League. Yeah. Like, that's, that is like, that is some minimalist shit, but it works so good. That's narrative design, baby. Mm-hmm. So these, these things are all, like, conveyed super simply, but the, like, foresight that goes into this is, like, immense, and even though... Like, my hero is known as this, like, big, bombastic punch guy show. Uh, I love the more subtle world building and narrative crafting more than that. The 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 writing the writing room for the show probably just looks like the fucking Pepe Sylvia thing from Always Sunny. <laughs> well, the wild thing is that, like, Kohei Horikoshi just does it himself and gets, like, you know, little notes and edits. So it's like, yeah, his apartment literally does look like that, though. Yeah, 100%. Um, I saw I watched an interview with him and he just has like a, a literal mountain of Spider-Man toys by his door, which is like very funny. Uh, so Mirio is concerned that Tamaki lost his quirk forever. Um, but don't worry. He's here's a cow hoof. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm good, bud. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny that he's like so shy, but he's like, here's this. Here's this entire like and everybody's like, we know what you had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Okay, bud. One of my favorite characters speaks up, and he's impatient with all of this uh, exposition for the sake of UA kids. Uh, the dub fucks him up a lot, though. Uh, not mm. in his performance, but his name. His name is not Lock Lock, like they say. His mm -hmm. name is Rock Lock. Japanese is tricky. Um, oh, okay, yeah. They, they even yeah. they even fix this later on, like in towards the end of this season. Uh, Aizawa refers to him as Rock Lock in English. Okay, so, like, cool. They know that they fucked up. I bet the Blu-ray is fine, but that yeah, makes a lot makes of sense. sense considering him using his quirk now that I think about it. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Great. Got it. Wonderful. It, it's like your name is Lock Lock. No, dude. <laughs> I mean, I was here for it. I'm like, all right, cool. There's way worse names out here. Like, sure. But yeah, I guess I'm, I, it must be like a text thing or, or something because be. like yeah. even in Japanese, like when Deku says his name later on, he goes Raku Raku. And it's yeah. like, I can, I can put that together. I don't sure, know, but, sure. Um, Japanese is super tricky, though. So yeah. Aizawa says that the bullets don't uh, work how his quirk works. He stops the quirk genes from basically talking to the parts of your body. But this is like damaging the quirk genes um, for a limited time. And thanks to Red Riot, the bullet that hit him was recovered. Um, and Nezre is like, whoa, your hardening really came in handy. Fucking... Here's here's another like you're wrong about this everybody online. People give Nezre a bad rep and say that she's like a weak character or like a bad character or like especially people will say that she's a bad female character. I think that these people have really weird expectations. Nobody says that Centipeter is a bad male character, even though we know nothing about him. You just look at him and you're like, cool. But for some reason, Nezre needs to be all things to all people and to be the best character of all time. And it's not enough that she is just very curious and wants to learn and is, like I said in the beginning, powerful enough to take out two huge fucking dudes at 30% charge. And like deeply unashamed of the fact that she just wants to learn a lot. Like that fucking rules. It's almost like men hold female characters to higher standards than what? their male counterparts. Hmm. What? There is an ongoing thing, and this is what this is something that Boogie and I, my girlfriend and I, have been dealing with in the, for the past couple of days online is like trying to have conversations with people that are like Horikoshi writes trash women characters, and it's like, what about Uraraka is bad at all? Excuse me, <laughs> like <laughs> I have literally I've said this before in this podcast when we talked about Uraraka and like the reason why she's becoming a hero and like her family mm -hmm. and and like having a financial reason. This is like one of the first times that like 
I've seen a female character who's like driven by money, but not in a negative way, because like, that's the thing is so often like, like men can do stuff for like fame or money or like, or things like that. But when a woman does it, she's immediately written off as like shallow or like, she only cares about her career. She only cares about, you know, I don't know. So it's like the fact that like Uraraka is allowed to have that and it's not demonized. Yeah. is so cool. Mm-hmm. And so it's so shitty to me when people use that and try to demonize that because it's mm-hmm. like even in the manga, like they don't do that. But you are yeah. taking something that is textually not demonized and trying to make it that way. So like yeah. who's the person who who doesn't have respect for the manga and the interesting characters being written? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what what bugs me the most and like to put it as simply as I can to put like a like a bow on it and move on. But like. Mm-hmm. It bugs me that characters like Ojiro, like Koda, like, okay, so Tailman, the talks to animals guy, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I always say this, but Saro, the tape guy, who the fuck is Saro? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know a damn thing about him. But nobody complains that Saro is a bad character. Hilariously mm-hmm. enough, one of the only names I can remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like, it's for some reason not enough that Nejere can just exist in this right. world. She needs to have a reason to exist in this world. And she does. She is the she's interning with the number nine hero, which is the highest level of internships other than uh, Tokoyami, who is with the number three right now. Yeah. Like, it's fucking hello? awesome. <laughs> being being like powerful and consistent in your characterization is more than enough to be a good character. Like yeah. the only thing that to me makes a bad character is them being inconsistent. Yeah, no, I I completely fucking agree. Like there's there's been a lot of like criticism of a lot of near stuff with a lot of that oh stuff God. too. And I feel like it's it's kind of the same thing. Whenever those characters are written, like they are written that way, like intentionally and they stand by that throughout the entire rest of like the whole story mm-hmm. and like there there is like something super to be said about that like criticism is obviously valid anywhere from, of course like for a lot of things but like the criticisms on like th- these two characters in specific in particular we're talking about i don't think hold up at all no it's almost it's like that's what's so frustrating is i feel like if you are the default in entertainment and media which is Mm -hmm. a white cis man who you know what i mean like you're fine you don't need to justify your existence because you're the default you are allowed to be an extra or a main character or the the comic relief like it doesn't matter you're allowed to be whatever you Mm -hmm. want but like the second that you have a marginalized character their existence needs to be explained and justified there needs to be a reason why they are allowed to be in this and like it's frustrating and it's frustrating in every regard and like obviously like when i speak on this i can speak on behalf of like gay characters and women characters i'm not going to talk about you know shit that is not in my lane right but like it's so frustrating when you have female characters you know, and like I said, this happens to everybody, but this is what I'm going to talk on. I don't want it to sound like, oh, this is the, the struggle of women when it affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But whenever you have female characters, they are expected to be like fuckable and mm-hmm. funny and also serious and also really tough and also like cutesy. Like you have to be all of these things or like, <laughs> or, <laughs> right. or you have to be one extreme of something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to where it's like, Oh, well like she's, she's just super analytical and smart and that's why she's so good. Or like, you know, Oh, I love that. She's like so sexy, you know, and like that's her thing. And, and like yeah. you have to be a caricature in order to like 
be a good character in quotations. Like you can't just exist. Whereas everybody else is allowed to just exist and take up space. Yeah. Very frustrating. When people bitch about this stuff, you're just showing your sexism. Like you take a step, take a step back. Exactly. You're telling on yourself that this is the last thing I'll say on it, but like, it's like a common truism that if you have like a gut wrenching character arc, or if you have an arc at all, whatever, that means that you were a good character. Mm-hmm. And people like to have these like weird mic drop moments where they're like, this isn't perfect and it, they don't have an arc. So that means that Horikoshi hates them. It's like they wouldn't be in the story if he hated them for real. Yeah. For one. Also, there is such a thing as a flat character arc. Goku has a flat character arc where they're mm-hmm. mostly the same. Them being true to themselves. In my opinion, the only thing that makes a bad character is inconsistency, right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is why I wouldn't even call Mineta like a bad character. I do not like them. But sure. I think that they are they're consistent and they also show their worth in fights f- like here and later on and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do improve as a character as it goes on, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would never call them like a bad character. I would I, I dislike what he does for sure. But like they're consistent with themselves, at least. Yeah. To assume that Nejere Hado needs to have some kind of story where she was told that she'd never be a hero because she was a woman and then whatever. Her quirk is literally that her excitement turns into power and she learns from people, Mm -hmm. learns about people and turns that into power. So like literally what are you talking about? anyone? (laughs) Also like not necessarily like speaking to this show in particular, but like across other media, like, People and characters that are not straight white dudes are allowed to just exist, and that's fine too. You know, yeah, plenty just straight like white dudes just in exist the too. real world, yeah, yeah. Like if there's just a fucking random ass white dude just like sitting on a fucking like street corner just hanging out, like nobody really has any problem with that. And I do. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, misandry right, now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is Pride Month, so go off. But um, yeah, no, like I just it's bullshit. Hado rules. Yeah. Yes. What does not rule is that in these bullets, there was human blood and cells. Huh. Yeah. Tracking. What a yeah. segue. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So through tracking like drug distribution routes, they found out that Overhaul does business with one of the people. This was the group that Ryukyu took down last time, uh, last episode. Everything like comes together here. So that's why they're all there is they were... It was kind of a drug bust situation with them. So Night Eye says that Overhaul's quirk is to disassemble and reassemble matter as he sees fit, um, animate or inanimate, which is rare for quirks. <laughs> Normally it's like, I can I can turn grapes into raisins or and back again or whatever. You know, like it's not it's not like I can break people. <laughs> and like and knowing that and just like looking back at like some of the kills you have seen him do. I'm just like, oh God, like the fucking bit where like that dude who like let Aerie get out and he just like, just casually walks over and just fucking explodes that dude. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Like I, like I know uh, all for one is, you know, presented as like this big evil, like mastermind for like the last three seasons. But like, I think overhaul is the first actually terrifying villain we get. Because he's got a he's got a plan and like means to do things. He's not yeah. He's not a gamer in a bar. <laughs> yeah, and and also like he's not 
as much of a known to like the big people as all for one was like a lot of the people involved in that fight in season three like they kind of knew what they were getting into um but like overhaul people are just like i i okay like and with the yakuza there is like they operate in like a legal gray area yeah where it's yeah. like it's kind of like the mafia where it's like oh yeah we we sell it we sell we sell olive oil don't worry about yeah, it exactly. you know but it's like but it's like that's not really what you do but on paper you do have a business like mm. in the godfather is what i'm referencing with the olive oil thing like mm. they have an olive oil business but also that's that's how they cook the books and like they do all yeah. this other shit. Yeah. It's I think that also part of it too is that before now, even the villains with frightening powers, like Moonfish, right? Like they have they're more can't be is the wrong word, but like they're they play like that villain part that we see traditionally, right? Like we don't think that a lot of villains in like DC and Marvel are like scary because yeah. they're they're playing a character. It, like it feels it's very theatrical, you know. So it's like Joker, we we picture like the clown makeup and all mm -hmm. of that shit, and like the the funny colored suit. So it like takes away the fear of you know like. I don't know. There's just something that's less scary about the Joker coming up to you with a switchblade, right? Versus like this normal like guy yeah. with a switchblade. Yeah. And that's like one of the biggest differences is we are so used to seeing villains, which, you know, it doesn't have like the same fear and intensity. And this is just like a guy. And like, yeah. granted, he has basically like a superpower, but like even in the way that he utilizes that and, and like he does have like the mask right and he has the name but like he doesn't come across that way there's nothing silly about him there's nothing theatrical he's not on fire or weird yeah like yeah. right western comic books are always and i always say this they're in this perpetual second act where things are getting crazy all the time and it's never mm -hmm. de-escalated and even if the joker does kill somebody there's the thought in the back of your mind they're coming back later Batman's yeah, died totally. before, Superman's died before, all that kind of shit. And so, like, Mag is not coming back. Yeah, <laughs> like, super fucking dead. Like, there are other people in the show that die, like, side characters, whatever, um, that'll die. And it's like, they're gone. That's the stakes of this whole thing. Like, this isn't, mm -hmm. I don't have a fucking Lazarus pit or, like, a cosmic treadmill to go on and go back in time. Like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So, Ari is his daughter, but there's no record of her birth, and she was all bandaged up. And so the hypothesis is that her blood was in the bullets uh, and her quirk um, is potentially a derivation of what uh, overhauls is, which is dis disassembling things. Right. And it's like maybe her blood gets rid of quirks or something. Um, these bullets are weak now, but if they're testing them for improvements, it could mean that, that they're testing it to get rid of quirks altogether. Overhaul's quirk is to rearrange matter as he sees fit, and his, his plan is to disassemble hero society. He's a manipulator. His quirk is his character, and that shit is clean, dude. The, uh, the fucking, like, little, like, animated art they show of him, like, with the fucking wings and, like, uh, Airy just, like, ripped apart. And the purple and green. The, oh, my God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's... Fuck, that's man. That's my... That's I have a paragraph about that in a second, but Rocklock is like, okay, why didn't you take the girl then back then? I, I love that Rocklock is like, this sucks. Yeah. You suck. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting right next to Deku also. 
<laughs> yeah. And Deku's like, yeah, why didn't I, I save her? Yeah. Like, that would be the worst thing I would want to hear at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Night Eye is like, chill. They are more frustrated than anyone here. And all they did was follow my orders. They did fail. Next time is going to be different. Mm -hmm. And like just the shot of them, like with the white background and then just yeah. sitting there like. Yeah. But like. So what you were mentioning, Cam, the like the feather and giant bird mm -hmm. bird controlling airy metaphor, like it's so it's so evocative of the severity of the situation. It makes you care yeah. way more than just being told to care about Aerie. It's like showing her like kind of like being undone in a really oh man. Yeah, turning into bullets. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> fuck, dude. The this is an episode where a bunch of people just say back and forth, we're gonna go beat the bad guy, but somehow they figured out why yeah like, they figured out a way to show it to you in a way that makes it so compelling and serious shows um, good turns out yeah <laughs> like without the recap episode we are five episodes into this season right mm -hmm. at this point and this would be a season finale on a lesser show where they're like you know like oh we got to go gather the information and like yeah. oh we, we almost got him this time or whatever some walking dead bullshit they, they would have like extended this out like they're playing fucking phoenix right or something Exactly. Yeah, we would have seen each of these incidents that they're talking about that gives them these clues like played out in a whole episode or yeah, like, yeah, over yeah. a couple episodes each. So like yeah, it's yeah. nice that they like respect the viewer's time and like also our intelligence to like follow this and like that way they can expedite it and just like get to yeah. the stuff that hits. Mm hmm. And even then this shit hits like mm -hmm. fucking fat gum is mad impatient. But Night Eye is like, we can't be all might which is mm -hmm. wild coming from him. Like we need mm -hmm. to gather info and predict. And if we fuck this up, this is just going to be advertisement for the league. Yeah. Aizawa was like, Hey, why can't we use your quirk to cheat here? I don't know how it works, but and night eye is like, I can use my quirk one time per day on one person for one hour and look at their future. However I want, even though I can look far ahead, the details are limited. That's why he didn't tell all might, all for one will kill you um, because he could have seen some fucking vague, floaty, smoky tentacle rabbit thing or a bloody mm -hmm. sword or like a mm -hmm. fucking meteor or something like mm -hmm. you don't know what he sees. And like, you know, if he's looking seven years in the future, he doesn't know what anybody's going to look like or whatever. Like it could have been like, I don't know, for all <laughs> it could have been like Ida that killed him and he wouldn't have yeah. known because Ida seven years in the future is like, oh, he goes crazy or whatever, you know, like it could have been anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he just needs to save his quirk for when they know it will lead to information or else it's a wasted day for night eye um which is smart it like they set up the rules of like no i can't just like look in your eyes and see where you're gonna go look in your eyes see where you're gonna go all that shit and he's also like what if i see somebody dying rock lock is like i'll beat that shit <laughs> do it on me <laughs> and he's like no i love rock lock though he's great he's so yeah good. his whole thing He's another like one where his quirk is his character, but ironically, like his quirk is to lock things in place, but he wants to keep moving and shit. Yeah. Like I think that's yeah. so cool. Also, sick as hell outfit. Like I'm really oh my God, into the it. Little yeah. Lock things yeah, and like he's I love got that. like yeah. 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 Um so later on the kids are feeling super sad about everything. This is heavy. This is this is real hero work. Um mm -hmm. Aizawa shows up. He's like, you guys look like you're at a funeral. Ha ha. <laughs> Stop. Thanks, um, eraser head. <laughs> he tells them that he wants to cancel the internships so that they don't fuck up or get fucked up. But he's like, however, last time I told you not to do something uh, and save. I told you not to save somebody that you felt responsible for. 
you cosplayed as Goro Majima and went and did it anyway. So I'm going to let you guys participate. I'll watch over you. If you're going to do this, do it properly. Got that problem, child? And he fist bumps his and my heart. <laughs> because yeah. holy shit. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> that moment just the right in the chest it's so cute yeah well last time when cam was like like oh man that fist bump was so like you know whatever and i was like yeah there's a lot of fist bump moments in this season right. where i go <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this is one of the first times where we see aizawa like outwardly affectionate with yeah. deku mm -hmm. too and it's really i don't know it's just so cute really kind of with anybody like and, and his whole like problem child is the same thing as all might's like young midoriya you mm -hmm. know like yeah. it's like that mm -hmm. it's like that's the, the affectionate thing i'm gonna call you and like aizawa's mm -hmm. is a little bit he's got a little bit of that sass to it but he's also just a little bit of a sassy man so yeah mm -hmm. yeah he's like the hand that you missed grabbing onto doesn't mean despair face forward and i'm like <laughs> this is the bakugo rescue like act two like this is part mm. this is the sequel to the bakugo rescue um because like it's not like i got night vision goggles i'll go save him it's like yeah. no no we have a dragon lady we'll save him mm. <laughs> we see torino reveal that it was his idea to make night eye and all might makeup via deku and he's like yeah, when you get old, you want to see people happy i don't know when you want to my god you fucking softy <laughs> yeah he's great <laughs> And so uh, Night Eye is like, after the raid, I'll talk to, to All Might. And Sir Night Eye says, Deku reminds me of All Might because they have the same madness in their hearts. And I'm like, love that sentence. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so now that we know the story of like what's going on with Aerie, the like the, the end credits are so cool when it goes like, da 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 da. Yeah. Um, it like flashes to Aerie, sells a bullet, and then to overhaul. Like that's yeah. so fucking. Yeah. Fucking good Damn. shit. <laughs> So in post credits, a dude says that Aerie doesn't want to play with her toys. And uh, he's like, I'll go get you a new toy. Um, and Overhaul wants him to use the carrot and not the stick. Um, meaning, if you don't know what that means, basically like positive reinforcement rather than negative mm -hmm. reinforcement. Don't like threaten them, give them rewards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Aerie thinks about um, how Deku's like touch felt different from anything else she's ever felt. She's been Overhaul's tool literally as long as she can remember. Yeah. Um, uh, I like that 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 scene definitely confirms something that Aizawa talked about, about like, hey, her running into you, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. Like, I think you gave her hope. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's like it. Fuck, man. God. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. Like and it's 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 the same kind of thing with like teaching people um, that disagree with you about like social issues and stuff like that. Like they may not listen to you at yeah. first. You may not listen to some, but like, like if you heard us talking about how Nejere rules and you're like, oh my God, these fucking SJWs or whatever, like you might think, <laughs> you might think that. And then like in a year you might think, no, actually like whatever, you know, like, mm -hmm. like anything can be a starting point for anybody's, yeah. um, I don't want to say growth, but any, any thought process. Like I, I know mm -hmm. that I think about things from years ago and then I'll start like a different kind of emotional journey based off of something I'll just remember from a while ago. So like, yeah, this is this is an example of that. But did that guy look familiar to you that talked to her and was like, I'll get you a toy? He like kind of looked like Kaminari to me, but yes. Yeah. We don't know what his family looks like. 
Oh. There is like obviously that like, you know, floating out there traitor slash leak information thing. Yeah. We never know this guy's quirk. Mm. Um, I do not have an answer for this. Mm. But yeah, no, I was like, oh, that looks a lot like Kaminari. A yeah. dude with yellow yeah. hair and a black line and in it. I'm black, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so that's and like, and I, I mentioned that stuff because there are other examples of things that I hope at least I am subtly calling out to that later on will be like stars above <laughs> moments mm -hmm. and shit like that. And that's because I know that these sorts of things are in the story. So I want to like note when I'm like, <laughs> so our final episode, episode 70, nice go is what it is. It's in, in, in Japanese. They say go in English too, which is good. I like saw the title of this episode and I got like fucking amped. Like I was like, <laughs> yes, let's fucking go. And then I realized, ah, uh, this is probably going to be a multi-episode thing and we're only watching three episodes. And then I just got very yeah. mad at you, Nathan Norman Brandt. It was either three or six or 12. <sighs> like. Yeah, I know. I know. But fuck, man. Yeah. So Deku and the others are training at school while the investigation into the Shieha Saikai starts. The intern kids are doing like visibly better in class. And Bakugo is like, why are you better than me now? <laughs> <laughs> and they're not at liberty to say. We cut back to Eraserhead talking after that meeting. He says that the other students have a choice whether to go or not to this raid. Other students meaning like the internship kids. Yeah. Uraraka wants to go and be a rescue hero. Froppy says that like... If it's not forbidden, she'll go. And Kirishima says if his power can help, he'll go. These yeah. characters are so consistent and strong, like be it like mm -hmm. a flat arc like Froppy, where she is holding true to what she believed before with trusting the system or Kirishima learning that he can stand with the pros and is developing like that's so fucking that's so like, good. <laughs> Aizawa says that if the league is there, though, uh, or shows up at all, you're getting fucking benched. You're getting pulled because you, you are a target of the league. And so if fucking, if I see a fucking theater kid, I'm pulling ejecto cedo cause you're out of here. <laughs> 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 Another interesting thing is that when Aizawa imagines the league, Mag is there, which is smart. Cause he doesn't know that she's dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, mm. Which is like, Oh man, like it's just a lot of details you wouldn't think about. Back at school, Deku is having trouble eating. He can't talk to anyone about the regret and fear uh, and like chaos in his heart, he says. And for somebody like Deku, asking them to not talk is torture. <laughs> that dude historically does not shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Shoto and Ida notice that Deku's gotten edgy and gloomy since the internship and when, uh, in the story, when Deku takes on a burden, his instinct is to withdraw. Even if he isn't fucking NDA'd to not talk about it, like, he's still like, I can't let my mom know that I'm having a hard time or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, while he thinks he's doing it to not worry anyone, it backfires because he fucking wears it on his sleeve, which is, like, highly relatable. Of just like, no, I'm not bothered by anything! I'm not mad! <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Ida speaks up and is like, he says what Deku told him during the work study. Like, hey, if you ever feel hopeless, let me know. We're friends, right? And like, fuck. Fuck, man. Says the <laughs> I love same Ida. thing word for word. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Ida's like, Ida's like, I was acting a fool and you helped me out. So don't act a fool, okay? If you can help it. Um, that was like the right person to tell him that. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like I love ensemble casts like that because like everybody has like a very specific purpose that develops yeah. um, out of them, which is so cool. If like Todoroki asked him about it, he probably would have just shrugged it off. But like since it was Ida and went through all of that shit with Stain, it's like, okay, I, I better fucking start talking. Yeah. Like, and it was and it was it was Ida and Shoto, the two people that fought Stain yeah, with him. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yay. Narrative. <laughs> this, this makes Deku start to cry. Um, and he can't tell Ida what's going on, but knowing that he has people around him to help him, like mm -hmm. comfort, comfort him a little bit. Um, and Deku's like, I got to not cry because heroes don't cry. And Shoto of all people speaks up saying like, I don't know. I think heroes cry probably if they need to. Yeah. And like, it's so cute that he says that. Yeah. Too. It's so good. Yeah. Also just absolutely further, like pushing himself away from the super toxic masculinity of his dad. Yeah. That's like, exactly yeah. what I was going to say, Cam. Yeah, that was like the point I was gonna make following yeah. up from that is like you can see like where he's so over his father's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, he's like, nah, this dude sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, like this is headcanony, but he's probably seen his dad cry a lot. His dad has some shit going mm -hmm. on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Any guy that says that they don't cry, they don't cry when people are around. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. like that is a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like, um. But so for Shoto, the least emotional person we've met in this show, other than like maybe Sue. Actually, no, because we've seen Sue cry. Yeah, um, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> like for Shoto to say this is is like really touching because like even if he's like I don't understand crying, but I understand that some people may need to use it sometimes for a purpose. <laughs> it's like okay, mm -hmm. you fucking robot. <laughs> so the same day near the Shie Hasaikai uh, hideout, we see Rock Lock, and I love his quirk. He can lock things into place. And like his support item is just like a square of wood. I love that. <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> like spider-man yeah well i was thinking it just reminds me of like Link's stasis in breath of the wild yeah Ooh. yeah mm -hmm. yeah like the all the ways that because i was thinking about like oh you know with breath of the wild you have like all that creativity you can use with like stasis and like pushing things and then locking it and stuff like that i'm like oh he could yeah. like do all that shit that'd be really cool to rock see. lock's quirk is actually just speed run strats um yeah, yeah all, all rock exactly. lock, all rock lock would need is like to hold like some gloves and he could crawl up a building by just locking the gloves into place. Yeah, like, that's so cool. <laughs> Speedrun would be a really good fucking hero. Yeah, that actually, actually would, really yeah. Cool, yeah. His fucking like knockout move is like any percent. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I could kill him. You know, that's the fucking 100 percent. Tool assisted. Yeah, yeah his, his, support his support item is just some sort of task thing. So yeah, they're 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 narrowing down where the hideout is with Ari in it, um, so that uh, uh, and and the kids are like all waiting around for the call to action. And two days later, it comes in the middle of the night, and I love sleepy Nejere with her curly yeah. hair just curled around her. <laughs> Shout out to Uraka with the just wild bedhead. Yeah, it's so mm -hmm. cute. Yeah, it's so I like that they weren't just like we're ready to go. They're like, nah, we woke up. No, even Mario's like, hair was like fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. love that. I just love Nejere just like, let's fucking get it, boys, pogger. Yeah. So she's like, half asleep. <laughs> so the hideout that they were looking for was the one that was local to Night Eye the whole time, but the investigation wasn't pointless because Night Eye reveals a magical girl doll and says the Hasaikai member bought one the other day. Fat Gum, being a real one, says, what if he just likes pretty things? It takes all kinds in the world. I love that. <laughs> God, we stand, we stand so Fat Gum. You know he has one of those. Yeah. You know that he's like projecting fat a little gum bit. Fat Gum is right not ashamed of anything about himself, and I love that. 
No, yeah, no. Fat Gum has like a Madoka and Sayaka fucking yeah, figure fuck at his yeah. house. Like, oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, like Fat Gum, Fat Gum is the person that like buys stuff like that for the art. And they're just like, I just like the art. And you're like, yeah, I actually believe you. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, you, you're totally right. It does look cool as hell. God damn it. Uh, but that that wasn't this guy. This guy was not one of the ones that just likes cute things. He because uh, uh, when night I followed him, he's like, uh, so what is this fucking pretty force 10 or whatever the fuck? And so night Eye is like, all right, I know that you're Yakuza and I know that you don't know about these dolls and you're you're asking about it. So that must mean mm-hmm. that you're getting it for a child. Mm-hmm. And whether it's your kid or Ari. I, I'm going to figure it out because you might know. So I'm going to use my quirk now. So he touches him, locks eyes, and is like, I like it too. It's <laughs> just like, whoa. My day's great. My day's great. Because he looks like a creep. He looks he like a fucking weird Absolutely. creep. Yeah. And he knows it. Um, like, he does. Oh, yeah. So he sees that member's featuring, including like going back to the hideout, doing like a fucking little destiny puzzle, and then seeing Aerie. Mm. Um Mirio is like pumped and back to normal. He's like, we're going to get it. 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 That was great. And I like that nobody was mad about it. Everybody was just like, ah, that's really good. Like, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like that made Deku happy too. Like, I really do like how overall in my hero, I feel like for like, I mean, you have people like Endeavor, right? The toxic masculinity we talked about, but like, I feel like emotion is not something that, is mocked a ton because Mm -hmm. like you have a lot of characters who cry you have a lot that are like overly like just very excitable and like Mm -hmm. they're all still like big major characters they're not like not everybody has to be cool yeah right Mm -hmm. like because you have excitable ones you have emotional like people who cry a lot you have um even like humor right like even like bubble Mm -hmm. girl and like night eye like they're all like yeah Mm -hmm. you're on this joke like everybody's allowed to be kind of like more cheery yeah and it's it's not something to because like that's so much with heroes like that can become a thing where it's like everybody's cool and everybody's like kind of fucking depressed all the time and yeah. like you know like it really shows that this is a world where all might was the number one hero because all might yeah. is a big fucking mm-hmm. goober like like yeah. and, and like they're just like yeah like i want to be excited about this shit and everybody sees that and they're just like mm-hmm. that's so fucking energizing dude and i'm like yes and there are still hard-ass heroes but like yeah it's- totally and, you know to a certain extent like you know that's kind of part of the like the core of a lot of tension right is that you know villains see this and are so pissed off by like these people who have these jobs and who can take it so like lightheartedly at times Mm -hmm. um but at the same time i don't know it's it's a little a little bit of both there like i get why there's that frustration that they're doing something incredibly serious and maybe should be more professional and more focused on their job and not necessarily like the fun aspects of it but at the same time, it's nice to see a society where, like, that's allowed. And these yeah. people do feel like people and not just, like, shells. It fits within their roles really well, too. Because, like, as, like, mm-hmm. something that they just, you know, they talk about a lot throughout this whole series is, you know, like, yeah, saving people isn't always about, you know, just getting them out of danger. Like, you're mm-hmm. you're there to set their... You're, you're setting their minds at ease like you want to be the entirety of all might where people look at him and feel like safe and like okay and like part of that is his just level of enthusiasm and just like it looks like he's doing it and having fun and also like yeah. cracking jokes in a way that is like just super fun mm-hmm. yeah uh night eye like looks at mirio like being like enthusiastic and he's like 
I know that you have a lot of regret, but regret and failure is a big part of life. And what is important is to move forward. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, I can <laughs> tell that Night Eye is also just real fucking happy to see him feeling better. Like, yeah. he doesn't show it, but you can kind of tell with just how he kind of addresses that. Yes. Well, you know, like, not only are these people responsible for, like, the physical safety of the people who they're training, it's, like, the last thing that you would want is to bring in, like, some young, bright, and promising student and then just, like, have them so emotionally mm -hmm. devastated and, like, fucked up from their time with you that they aren't going to serve anybody. Yeah. And, like, their mental health is just in shambles, you know? For something like this, you want morale to be high. Like, you are literally yeah. about to raid a fucking Yakuza headquarters. You want people to be feeling their best, you know? Yeah. So... We then see in a flashback a hero known for their composure, All Might, laying in a hospital bed uh, with an impossible amount of tubes and wires going into a large wound in yeah, their abdomen. Yeah, he wouldn't fucking kidding. Like, <laughs> no, no, dude. That's why that scar looks so fucking gnarly. Is because he had like he had like every fucking soda from McDonald's going <laughs> there from, from the back room. Yeah, they poured in that fucking sprite, and he was like, "Oh, let's go." <laughs> Dude, if all for one drank a McDonald's Sprite, he would die. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, it's like when Night Eye decided to look into his far future is, is what that is. And so um, he's like, if anybody can change that future that I saw, it's Deku and Lemillion. Cut to the hideout where we see Chronostasis get a call uh, that the heroes are gathering all around them. And like <laughs> Overhaul's like, well, then let's just fucking leave then. <laughs> and so it's like, get rid of the evidence, get airy, and we're gonna leave. That's all. That's all that has to happen. Um, you can tell that this has probably like happened before. And like when heroes show up, like they just have like some old lady like answer the door. And it's just like, oh no, this is just my home. Don't worry yeah, about it. Sorry, you I'm know? fucking loaded. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, literally, like in in shows like in shows that have like the cartel and stuff in it like the drug cartels in mexico like their their house strongholds are like that where yeah. like the cops will show up and like like you'll get abuelita out there to answer the door and just be like a drugs no i thought that was actually how this episode was like how this raid was gonna start oh, like really? whenever yeah. they like were about to ring the fucking doorbell and read off the warrant i'm like oh some old mm. lady's gonna answer nope no, not at all. Um, Old lady, it was not. <laughs> so before that, uh, that morning, the police go over the situation and hand out like like little pamphlets on like, here's what this murderer does. Um, and here's, the your, kids uh, here's your fucking murder crib sheet. Uh, yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, they're all under investigation, right? Um, especially, especially if it's like we've been trying to pin these guys for years, but we can't find like a legal yeah. like way to get him it's like yeah that's the guy that makes like bushes shoot bullets or whatever the fuck um sex joke uh <laughs> oh my god so the pros are all calm but torino is missing it's uh so that's because sukauji's investigation was into the league and not into just the shiei hasaikai um and that investigation yielded some results and they're making a move as well um kirishima notes that if today goes well hey like the league and the shiei hasaikai will be taken care of and and he's right, and there's never any episodes after the, after the fourth season. Yay! Show's over. No. Yeah, we're done. Batgum gives Sun Eater Chekhov swordfish, um, and some <laughs> heroes assemble. It's so it's so funny that it's like, oh, here here's some swordfish, and like Tamaki's like swordfish, huh? It's like, 
Okay, so you're gonna like use it later, yeah? yeah I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of them like going on patrol together and Fagum's like Alright, there's there's some fucking punks up here. Uh here's a Eat this gun. Eat this eat this hammer real quick. Um <laughs> He eats All Might's hair and gains all for one and also just uh All Might's bunny ears. Yeah. <laughs> just an all all might growing out of his like shoulder. Um anyway. So meanwhile, Overhaul tells a man in a hospital bed that things are about to get noisy, and and, and boy is he right, because before the, the police can ring the doorbell and read a warrant, a big villain busts out and is met by Mr. Brave, who makes a sword out of his hair. Yeah! And that's all we know, that's all we ever see of Mr. Brave, but the, he's cool. He's super cool. <laughs> Turns out, swords, all right. I just, I just love that, like, you get his whole vibe in, like, half of a second when he's like all right here we fucking go yeah yeah it's like whoa you got lightsaber and he's just like he is ready to go that dude wants to fight yeah 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 exactly oh and we also see uh ryukyu whose quirk is to be a literal dragon that's so good good. (laughs) fucking cool yeah She's she's so cool i love the like like mild irony of like her thing is like being like all cutesy she's got like blonde hair not cutesy but like she's like very composed and beautiful and like mm-hmm. elegant she has a fashion line which you see the posters of around the toy store that the uh mm-hmm. the villain yeah. goes into but her quirk is she turns into like not a smaug looking dragon yeah. but like a like a weird looking dragon yeah. and it's like it's like a blue eyes yes oh my god she yeah. does turn into blue eyes white dragon yeah yeah that's what it reminds me of yeah it looks like blue eyes white dragon she like yeah 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 she also i think it's really cool that she like carries herself with like kind of the poise of like a dragon that is like they clearly know what they're doing like they're they're like very experienced mm-hmm. like they're like a little pretentious but in a way that they've definitely earned you know mm-hmm. yeah She's the number nine hero, right. dude. That's crazy. That's not nothing. Like, Yeah, that's better than Gang Orca, who fought multiple schools worth of children. <laughs> she reminds me of, like, the traditional, like, RPG, like, dragoon yes, type Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah, because she's the dragoon hero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you would picture her with, like, a lance and shit. Totally. Like, she has that sort of, like, she, see, she has that dragoon aura about her, so it's cool. 100%. Like, it fucking nailed it. So the heroes rush in. We see, like, a bunch of, like, normie Yakuza dudes, like... I love the guy that's like, like, fuck your, fuck your fucking warrant, dude. And he just like <laughs> reaches over towards this like bush and like makes the leaves into needles and fires them at the cops. And it like, it sticks into the metal yeah. like riot shields. And you're like, oh, whoa, dude. that would have killed them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see, I, I, we, I don't know that we ever learn what this guy's quirk is, but the guy that has basically just like a weird, like, he looks like he has a paintbrush for a head. Yeah, he's, ca- yeah. he's like Kasagiri man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, stop resisting or whatever. We never know what his is. I think he's just like very strong or like beast like. But like, I don't know. I just I just like that. It's like that's a named character. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you can just like I always say, like, it's like the Simpsons. You just know that he's just out there doing his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is cool. We see in uh, the post credits uh, who we will who we learn are called the eight bullets of the Shie Hasaikai. That's so fucking cool. God, that's <laughs> so like cool. A, mm. There's a guy with a bag on his head. There is a guy 
that looks a lot like Monoma. There is uh, like a guy with like diamonds for eyes. There's there's like a priest. There's mimic. Like I think the reason that I'm so stoked about watching the next few episodes of this is like right now everything has the vibe of just like a sick fucking old kung fu movie. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, yeah, this is. Oh, my God. This is that one uh, like Bruce Lee one where he's in like the yellow and black. Exactly. And, like, going yeah. up the like thing. Yeah. The unfinished it's one. It's just yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. and that's, I think, why I'm so into this arc. Mm-hmm. We see those bullets of the Shia like I right? And then like my last line is and then our literal destiny raid begins next time. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but it is going to be next time. Next time's episodes are Sun Eater of the big three. Red Riot and Temp Squad, episodes 71, 72, and 73. Whenever, like, this, whenever they said, like, the eight bullets or whatever, and I, like, checked how much time was left in the episode, I said, fuck, man, are you kidding me? God damn it, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you you think, though, Cam, of these episodes you've never seen before? They're, like, all right. Fuck, dude. (laughs) I am, like, (laughs) I don't, and and it could just be that, like, I'm going through the show with y'all, but, like, I, going into like this big fucking raid on this headquarters is, I think, the most amped I've been for this show. Period. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just like so, su- it's, like so supremely my bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. I love just a fucking like the narrative thing where you have like a bunch of people like raiding this big fortress. There's like all of these lieutenants you have to take down first before you get to the big bad. That is such su- that is supremely my bullshit, and I am so excited to keep watching this. Because it's a video game, basically. Yeah, right? like, here's absolutely. All, here's, here's the fucking Koopa Kids, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so cool. And, like, I like all of the characters, like, to the point where, like, like seeing how, like, lethal everything has been so far, like, I'm like, oh, they're, like, it's the first time that, like, the stakes of the situation have, like, really, really hit me in this show. People lose limbs, people die, like a lot of stuff happens. Yeah, like I and I fully expect that. Like they've shown this season already. They're not afraid to just be like, you're gone. Like, yep, exactly. Some of the complaints of this season are like the pacing and how it's like too slow for people. But I'm like, I don't think like I I always say this, that like I think serialization hurts stories more more than it helps stories. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. waiting week to week makes you really feel like this is a month long or whatever, or like this is like months long, but it's a morning. Like the mm-hmm. the raid starts at 8.30 and like it will be done by the end of the day, but there's still like 12 episodes on it. And so people mm-hmm. feel like, oh my God, they've been in this building for forever. But like you watch it in one go, it's like they did it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like yeah. another complaint is that, and this is from people that like I know and respect. They're like, oh, it just kind of seems like the writer got tired of the main character and decided to make Mirio the main character no, for a little bit. I'm like, nah. what are you? Are you fucking kidding me? I can't even <laughs> fathom that take right now because, like, if anything, Mirio and Deku are, like, a pair. They don't fucking forget about Deku. Like, like they work very well together. Fuck out of here. Yeah, do you think that Kohei Orokoshi or any writer shows up on the day and is like, hmm, what am I gonna do today? Yeah. No, the the ending of My Hero Academia has been at least vaguely planned out since before they fought Stain. So it's always like he might add things or take away things, but like it's always been going towards 
something. And even in the manga right now, I'm like, oh, I want to restart the podcast because there's so many things I could talk about in the earlier parts of the show <laughs> because of what's happening. But like as long as as long as the, the thing is going, there's always that toolbox of things that a good writer can just be like, how about a wrench? And you're like, I forgot you had the wrench. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the last thing before I wrap up is is a little bit of trivia that I don't know if is is uh, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but Nejere's quirk is called Surge, right? Mm. They say it uh, in the beginning. Um, in a title card thing, they don't. She doesn't have like an intro yet. Yeah. Um, but in Japanese, that's Hado, like, and that's what her last name is. Fucking, mm -hmm. as in Hadoken, mm -hmm. uh, used by Ryu. Mm -hmm. She's interning with Ryu Q. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so okay, I'm like, okay. stars above. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. I'm fucking like, wait a minute. Wait a minute! <laughs> what do you mean to tell you? Mean to tell me this dragon's hot? Oh, I can't believe I can't believe they're putting Deku <laughs> in Street Fighter. Deku uh, for Smash. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Next time we'll be talking about episodes seventy-one through seventy-three. So it's three episodes. Uh, if you liked these episodes or think that we missed something, hit us up at, at the Big Three MHA on Twitter. Or check out our Discord link in the description. Or check out our Patreon link in the description where you can get access to my notes. You can get a bunch of different stuff like voting on what we do for our bonus shows. Uh, or like, you know, free shirt of the month club. All yep, that kind of shit. Yep. So, and of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for some more good shows like this one. Our show art is by Zach Russell. You can find their work at, at Cavity Crew. Our music is by Julian V. The more I listen to that song, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't even know if they've watched this season, but I was just like, just do just do an anime song that's determined, but a little bit sad and remorseful. And they just did it. They're, I'm like, they're so, so good. <laughs> they are so good. They are incredible. Yeah, I listened you can... to, when you sent over the audio, I listened to it and I'm like, I just want to listen to this song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that with literally every single thing Julian does for us. Like, yeah. full, like full stop. Like, they sent over the fucking, whenever we changed over to the video game robot show, that shit mm -hmm. whips. Mm-hmm everything ranked i'm like sad that we don't do that weekly because that <laughs> <laughs> i don't have the yeah. opportunity to listen to that every week but uh their work can be found at, at jules vz i can be found at victory position on twitter i can be found at a wild jessichu on twitter and i can be found at, at the candy man and this has been the big three peace <laughs>